All right, so I've got a few different topics I want to touch on tonight, but let's just start right where the money is. We got to talk about Luigi's Mansion 3. So Luigi's Mansion 3, I knew it would be good. I'm probably going to keep repeating that throughout this episode, but yeah, I knew it was going to be good. I knew it looked obviously really impressive. The visuals looked great in all of the early trailers and stuff. Obviously, people love the franchise, so it just seemed like it was one that was probably going to be really good, and it ended up being, yes, very good, but to a degree that I could not have anticipated, really. Um, This game is, I'm only about halfway through, but it's already pretty much one of my favorite Nintendo games, probably almost certainly the best Switch game of the year. Um, It looks incredible. It looks like something that could not even be possible on the Switch. It looks like something that the PS4 would even struggle to make happen. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about Luigi's Mansion 3. So it's basically my first Luigi's Mansion game. I did dabble with Dark Moon for the 3DS, um, but I I was not super thrilled about that game. I picked it up, I think I got it on sale. I didn't spend a lot of money on it. Um, And I didn't really put a lot of pressure on myself to really go forward with it or push through it. I just played the first level. I had a bit of fun. I got pretty frustrated after that. uh, And I put it down. Never to be picked up again. Uh, So I was not planning on picking up Luigi's Mansion 3 for that reason. I was just like, look, I tried this and it just wasn't for me. Um, I tried it. I kind of got an idea of what the gameplay was, what it was all about. And it's just, there's not, not enough going on for me. Uh, even though I do like puzzle games and kind of mystery type games, um, which this definitely has some of that going on. It just wasn't, it, it just wasn't enough to really hold my interest. So I did not plan on getting Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, definitely not this year, but really probably ever. I just never really planned on picking it up. However, I did get a wild hair on Halloween day and I was bored and I was trying to play some games and wasn't really having fun with them. And so I was like, ah, screw it. Yeah, let's just try it out. Let's get it. Let's do it. So I did it. I got Luigi's Mansion 3 and I'm probably about 10 hours or so in. Um, I'm, I'm only about halfway through the game. But I need to mention that I play games like this really slowly because I, excuse me, Uh, with a game like this, I try to 100% every section as much as possible before I move on to the next section. So I really take my time. I really smell the roses. I like to be a completionist with games like this for better or worse. So it just takes me like like many times longer than the average person to finish a game like that. Because a lot of people just like go through it, they grab a couple secrets uh, if they happen to stumble upon them, but they're not really digging hard like I am. Like I'm really trying to find every gym on every floor and find every secret that I can possibly, every combination that I can possibly get. That's what's fun for me about this game. It is a game that is... Gameplay-wise, it is not like any other franchise. It is completely singular. Um, I mean, obviously, Ghostbusters had a similar 
thing, but that was a movie. And I, I don't know if the games really played like that. I would assume probably not. So this whole thing that you have a vacuum and that you're interacting with just about every object in the room in some way and you're, you know, uncovering secret stashes of money and there's just money all over the place. There's so much money in this game. And it is so satisfying to go around and just collect everything that you can and to try every different combination, every different action that you can put on a certain object. You try everything because you never know. I mean, it's one of those games where there's just secrets within secrets within secrets and you just keeps going. So it's so satisfying in that way. And it's so rewarding, I guess, to, you know, go through an entire floor and 100% the floor uh, on your first trip to it. That's, that's a really cool feeling. There's still a few floors that I've got a couple gems left and I'm uh, trying, I'm trying to get those. Um, but generally speaking, I'm, I'm trying to 100% everything uh, as much as I can. Now it is a little bit Metroidvania-ish where you do get more abilities and you have to come back to uh, um, two floors at later times and you kind of don't want to burn yourself out on a floor that you know you're going to have to come back to later anyway. So you kind of pick and choose your battles in terms of that. But I, I mean, it's just such a satisfying replay loop. I could see there potentially being a ton of replay value. I have not dabbled in any of the multiplayer, but I am interested. I am definitely intrigued in the multiplayer. Um, so I may be checking that out. Uh, but yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. Let's talk about the visuals of this game because I think it was um, Digital Foundry put out uh, their video on uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 earlier today. And they mentioned that it... it it kind of looks like a Pixar movie. Like it's kind of on that level. Um, all the cutscenes are definitely on that level. And even the gameplay just looks so creepily good. It's like, how is it possible to do this on the Switch? We know at this point, when you look at a game like Luigi, Luigi's Mansion, you know what the Switch can do. Like the Switch can do amazing things. The Switch can have amazing looking and performing games. Um, there's no excuse anymore. I mean, we, we know what the Switch can do. And yes, it is basically a PS3 or an Xbox One, or an, an, excuse me, an Xbox 360. It is last generation's technology, essentially. But when you really push it to the limits and when you really get creative, you can do some astoundingly cool things with it. I mean, you know, obviously there's Panic Button, Games like Wolfenstein and Doom look and run better, way better than they would ever have a right to. Now you've got The Witcher on the Switch. You've got um, The Outer Worlds coming to the Switch. You've got Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. Uh, you've got, what else? What else? I'm leaving a big one out, I feel like. Um, you've got Skyrim, obviously. You've got, a lot of, you've got a lot of options for big AAA titles on the Switch at this point. And then, you know, Nintendo just adds a whole new layer of depth to that with their own first-party titles. So, wow. Um, this game, I, I think it was um, Happy Console Gamer said that this game looks like a next-gen game. Like, 
this this is on the Switch. It's on like a PS3 equivalent hardware, but it looks like something that would be on the PS5, and that's kind of that's a, that's that's barely an exaggeration, guys. That is almost accurate, I would say, and I think it's just you know people are learning how to use the Switch more effectively, how to use a lot of the newer engines out there effectively to make some really impressive things happen visually. The lighting in this game is insane. I will mention that I have, I'm lucky enough to have an M Classic, um, which I've talked about. Excuse me, I've done an episode, I believe, on the M Classic. Um, it is an amazing upscaler. Works wonders with the Switch, but you can use it with anything. Uh, basically turns the Switch's 1080p signal into a 1440p signal. It does some incredibly intelligent like anti-aliasing type technology and smoothing. And it just makes everything look a lot cleaner. I mean, it, it, it is very noticeable for me. And wow, um, Luigi's Mansion is like the perfect... It's like perfectly compatible with the M Classic. So I have been privileged enough to enjoy all of my uh, Luigi's Mansion gameplay so far on the M Classic. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Good combination. Okay. So yeah, the visuals are amazing. They look like, as, as a Happy Console Gamer said, this is like a, a next-gen game visually. Digital Foundry said it looks like a Pixar movie. These, these are accurate, pretty much. These are accurate statements. So, Luigi's Mansion 3, absolutely incredible visually. Um, I will say that there seems to be plenty of content in this game. Um, I am many hours into this game, and I am still uh, finding plenty of stuff to do. And I'm only, like I said, I'm only, as far as I know, about halfway through. Um, maybe not even halfway through. I don't really know. I'm just ba based on what I can see, that's what it looks like. Okay, anyway, Luigi's Mansion 3 may be my game of the year. Spawn Wave just made a video about it, calling it the sleeper hit of 2019. I think that's probably the case because when you look at the landscape right now, when you look at what games are kind of trending, you know, you've got the Outer Worlds that dropped like a week or two ago, you've got. Um, Death Stranding is coming out this week. You've got Pokemon coming out next week. We've also got a big Smash Direct this week, I believe. And we're probably going to get some Terry Bogart in Smash. And who knows, maybe a new game mode or something. Um, and then all the other stuff coming out in 2019. So we, we've got our hands full. And I'm so glad that I just randomly took a chance on Luigi's Mansion 3. Because now... Luigi's Mansion is like one of my favorite franchises. I can't wait. To, I mean, like, I'm so glad to know that once I finish uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I will get to go, I will get to dust off my 3DS, and I will get to play some Dark Moon, and I might even buy Luigi's Mansion 1 Remake, uh, which came out somewhat recently. I might buy that as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But I'm so glad that... Um, that the 3DS has more to offer with this stuff. Okay. That's enough about Luigi's Mansion. I want to move on to some other topics. I mentioned Death Stranding. Let's very quickly 
gloss over what's happening with Death Stranding. Um, games are moving into a territory where they are, where we're getting like higher art as games. We're getting, we're starting to get our Schindler's lists of video games, which sounds bizarre and that's actually not accurate at all. It's nothing like a Schindler's list, but we have a game that is not fun and is also a masterpiece. Uh, which is basically what people are saying. And if you think about it, there's plenty of books, there's plenty of television, plenty of film, plenty of, um, what, literature? I already said books. Um, there's plenty of everything out there in the media and entertainment landscape uh, that is not fun, but it's still excellent. It's just not fun to consume, but it has an impact on you when you consume it. Not all, not all media has to be fun, to be great, to be um, a masterpiece, whatever you want to call it. And we're starting to figure that out with video games. Now, video games, I mean, how could a game not be fun? The whole point of a game is to have fun. And most of the time that holds true and that will probably continue to hold true for a long time. But there will always be a, a place in games moving forward for um, just experimentation and try and, you know, making the player suffer so that they feel the burden of the character uh, that they're controlling. Um, it's a different kind of approach because most of the time we're a, we're a character in a game and we're sitting pretty on our couch and we're not really struggling at all, but we get to watch our character struggle. But with Death Stranding, we actually have to struggle to control our character. We have to struggle uh, with some of the dialogue, some of the inventory. It's just not a great experience to have uh, in the first, what I hear is 10 hours or maybe even 20 hours. Um, and that's a long time. That is a long commitment to play a game that you are not having fun with. Um, it may be that you have something, that you get something out of it. Maybe you love the visuals. Maybe you know you're just waiting for that payoff because you know it's coming. You know you're going to get something big out of this experience. And that seems to be where people are at and they just don't know quite how to, quite how to process it. <clears throat> because you know they're just th this is a new idea in video games it's not it's not new in any other form of art it's not new in music it's not new in visual arts and painting it's not new in graphic novels it's not new anywhere except gaming gaming's like the last the last avenue for this type of content so we're finally getting stuff like this on video games and honestly I'm pretty stoked I would like to play um, Bridge Baby Simulator Death Stranding this year, but I just don't know if I'm going to get around to it. Also, there's the complicating factor of it coming to PC next year or soon at some point. So I feel like I want to play it on the, the PC, but at the same time, I know it will run and play really well on the PS4 Pro. I know that it has some really cool stuff 
with the DualShock. I know the DualShock kind of talks to you through its speaker, makes little bridge baby sounds. Um, and I feel like the, the PS4 will be a really good way to experience the game. And I know I'll be losing out on a bit of that if I go with PC. Um, but I know visually the PC version is going to look better. So I just don't know. I have some thinking to do about that. Um, or maybe I won't. Maybe I will just plunge right into this game uh, uh, this, this weekend or whenever the game comes out. I'm just making no promises at this point. I have no idea what I'm doing anymore Anymore with these games. I don't know what's going on. <gasps> Excuse me. Ah, oh, man. Why do I have to get the hiccups in the middle of a, a sode? All right. Let's see if I can deal with these hiccups. So that's that's pretty much all I want to say about Death Stranding. Um, I'm very interested in the game. Um, I would like to play it. I don't know that I'm going to make time for it. I mean, between that and, say, like, Pokemon, I feel like I would rather try Pokemon. Um, much like Luigi's Mansion, I've never played a Pokemon game. Uh, so I think that this is going to be my first Pokemon game ever, and I, I really hope that I enjoy it. I think it, it looks good. I'm going to wait for the reviews. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I got stuck with it. That's kind of how I... Uh, fell into the Luigi's Mansion trap as I got really into the reviews uh, and I got really into the hype and I and I bought it. So with Death Stranding, if it happens to be, if it happens to, well, it, it's getting good reviews, but it's getting divisive reviews. So I just don't know if I'm going to end up playing it or not. Um, but I'm not saying I'm not playing it. I may very well, knowing my habits pick it up this weekend and spend all weekend on it. Who knows? Okay. So I would like to do a follow-up episode at some point on my, my progress with some different things. Like I've been trying to get through Final Fantasy VII, got about halfway through it, and now I've put it down for a while. I need to pick that game back up because I really want to play it all the way to the finish. Because I want to be, I want to have it under my belt by the time that Final Fantasy VII comes out. By the way, I'm actually going to look up when the the remake comes out. Release date is March third. Okay, so I still have some time to get through Final Fantasy VII. But of course, the danger with any um, with any uh, RPG is that if you put it down for a long time, eh, you're pretty much going to have to start over. So I can't wait that long. I really, I feel like there's no way I'm going to pick it back up in 2012. Or 2012? <sighs> Gotta take a drink after that. It's 2019, y'all. It is not 2012. Wow. You know you've been alive for way too long when you start to mix up the current year with like literally uh, seven years ago. Okay, so it comes out March third. I I feel like I I feel like I want to pick it up right into the new year, right after I've made all my lists and done all my writing BS. I want to pick it up right after that. I really should spend some time with it before then. I really should spend some time with it in 2019. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, I also want to talk about my lists because I want to, 
I want to kind of lead, bring you guys along with me as I compile these lists because it's just fun to do them out loud in a podcast format because um, it's just, I guess, more fun that way than it is just sitting in, in silence and working on them. It's just fun. It just, just feels a little more interactive to do it this way. So hopefully I'll get to do that in the next couple weeks and kind of update that those lists, talk about some new contenders that have come into the fray. Um, obviously there's going to be that surge of games that come out at the end of the year, and there's also going to be games popping up on my radar that I wasn't aware of or that I um, had forgotten about or something that I may end up picking up. But what I would like to talk about last today, I have one more topic, and it is, I want to talk about Minecraft and ray tracing. So if you follow Minecraft, you may be aware that there is a um, an NVIDIA update coming soon for ray tracing in, I believe, Minecraft for Windows 10 specifically. Now, this is kind of the bedrock version. I don't believe it's coming to the Java version. It's like the bedrock Windows 10 version. Should get this update, I think, on NVIDIA, on NVIDIA platforms. I, that's what I understand anyway. And I, and I apologize if I'm misspeaking at any point. Um, definitely do your own research if you want to, if you want to look into anything I'm talking about. But, um, what I'm going to talk about today is I, I have to, I have to talk a bit about my PC GPU, my graphics card that I recently picked up for my PC. I really haven't talked about it that much, surprisingly. I mean, this thing's really taken over my life and, um, and I've had some really great experiences with it, but I haven't really put the spotlight on it. I got, I picked up the uh, the an RTX 2080, um, and it was expensive. I wanted the 2080 Ti, which is the better one, but it's like twice as much money, and I just couldn't, you know. Um, so I decided that the 2080 was going to be okay for me especially since 4K 60 frames per second is kind of what my monitor can do. Um, it's not one of those high frame rate monitors, so it, it pretty much caps out at 60. And I am okay with that. I don't really want to upgrade my monitor right now. So this graphics card just works really well on my current setup. So I went with that one. Um, <clears throat> I will say, let me let me just talk about this. Okay, so this update that I've used on Minecraft. Now, I have the Java version of Minecraft. I also have the Windows 10 like Bedrock version, um, which I normally play that one, honestly, because I just like the interface better, and I like that it's cross-platform pretty much, all those things. Um, but ray tracing is possible currently and the one the thing that i use is called sonic ethers unbelievable shaders or seuss s-e-u-s sonic ether i believe is the name of i think it's a guy a developer who has uh, made this shader pack and this shader pack uh is is also part of an experimental version okay so there's also SUSE PTGI is an experimental version of SUSE that 
includes a totally custom software implementation of ray tracing that does not require an RTX graphics card, even though I have one. Um, PG or PTGI stands for Path Traced Global Illumination, um, which, as far as I understand, basically means ray tracing. So <clears throat> I really, you're going to have to bear with me. And again, I ask that you do your own research here about all of the stuff that I'm talking about because I may very well be informed, misinformed about some of this stuff or I may just misspeak. So please, like I said, do your own research. Uh, but I don't know that much about all the technical stuff here, but I can say that ray tracing is about natural lighting, natural sunlight, beams of light, <clears throat> and, it, and it gives you a really nice extremely realistic uh, bloom effect and lighting effect in a game like Minecraft. And, and I've, here's my story. I installed this PTGI Seuss thing a while back uh, when I first got this graphics card because it was one of the, you know, one of the things I really like about having a new graphics card is just to see how well Minecraft, how incredibly just like fluid that game runs uh, when you have a new graphics card. So Minecraft came out, I think, in 2010. So it's almost 10 years of, or more than 10 years maybe, of, you know, me finding a new platform and a new way to play Minecraft and experimenting with it and having fun. So now with this um, RTX, I the, it runs like perfectly, obviously, without all of the shaders and all of that stuff. But with the ray tracing, here's basically what I get. I get 30 frames per second, which isn't perfect, obviously, but it's a smooth 30 frames per second. And sometimes you just go with it. Sometimes when you have 30 frames per second, like I've played many 30 frames per second games on the Switch. I played Breath of the Wild that way, Wolfenstein, a uh, bunch of other games on the Switch are 30 frames per second, no problem. Same with some PS4 games like God of War. It's an, it's, a, it's an acceptable frame rate. It's not ideal, especially when you have a great graphics card like this. Um, hang on. It's not ideal, 30 frames per second, but it gets the job done. Uh, and when the visuals are this crazy, then it's worth it. So basically, I get 30 frames per second. I'll also mention the other downside, which is um, render distance. I do not get a crazy render distance with Minecraft right now, um, with this with this shader pack and with the the ray tracing. It's it's not like it's not like unplayably bad uh, render distances, but basically I can look out into the distance and I see, you know, I can't see nearly as much as I'm used to because render distance normally in Minecraft, I can see way, way off into the distance, but now not so much. Um, definitely like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how many blocks it is away or how many chunks it is away or whatever you want to call it, but the render distance is not great. So basically, the star of the show is just your immediate surroundings uh, and 
the incredible lighting and everything that you see. And it's, it is truly got me inspired to play the game again. I need to back up for a second. Okay. So I'm talking about all this Seuss stuff. I'm talking about the ray tracing in Minecraft, I'm talking about what I get. Now I met, I left out an important detail that I need to back up and mention. Um, when I am working, uh, excuse me, sorry, readjusting my seat. So the reason I bring this up, I actually installed this pack a long time ago, but I couldn't get the settings right. I, I couldn't get like a decent frame rate. No matter how hard I tried, I tried all these different configurations, all these different optimization settings, and nothing was working. I couldn't get it to, to play well. So yesterday or so at some point very recently, um, NVIDIA GeForce Experience, which is how many of us get our you know, driver updates and stuff for our graphics cards, for our PCs. Um, I noticed that Minecraft PTGI is now in uh, my, my games folder on my GeForce Experience application. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of crazy. Why would that be there? And so I clicked on it, and then it turns out I can, I can optimize those settings from this NVIDIA menu. I can just click Optimize, it auto-selects the settings that it wants me to have. And then I just loaded up the game and now it runs great. And of course, I had to take some big hits. Uh, mainly the biggest hits probably with the render distance. The frame rate is less of a big deal, but it truly like, it, it works now. It just works. It's amazing now that I get to do this. Um, so now, because of this one like button that I have, this optimize button in my GeForce Experience application, now I can play this ray tracing thing and really do it. And so at this point, I'm like, holy cow, I want to play Minecraft, like for real, like for real, for real. I really want to play Minecraft. I really want to use this, this shader pack or whatever to play like a really big campaign game of Minecraft. And I want to make some really crazy architecture and I want to make some crazy lighting within that architecture. I want to do so much stuff. I really want to experiment and be in and play and have fun because this game is like, it's like playing Minecraft again for the first time. It looks that great. So I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Because I can't just start playing Minecraft like right now because it's the end of the year and I've got all these games to get through. Um, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. But I have to do this. I have to play, like I have to play Minecraft for real with this graphics card on my computer before it gets old. You know, I have to enjoy this in the moment. Um, so I'm going to have to find time to do that Hopefully in early 2020, I can make that happen. So that's really all I have to say about that. I can, I can tell you guys like this, this all, I discovered all of this last night and it was really late at night, but I just, I was like, what Minecraft, what's going on? So I started playing it and I was just, it was almost like, I know there's people who say this. In the gaming space, there's like Happy Console Gamer says stuff like this. Like it was almost like a religious experience because 
Minecraft is a game that I've spent so much time with. And this was a moment where I could just be like, this is a game that I've spent so much time with in my life and I've enjoyed so immensely. And now it looks just unbelievably great. Like with the lighting, with the sun going over your head perfectly, casting perfect shadows minute by minute throughout the day, casting like amazing shadows and amazing bloom in like cabins and villagers and there's the water effects and swimming under the water looks absolutely insane with all the lighting beaming down through the water. This is a, this is a real, this is a huge deal to me. Um, basically this game that I, or, um, this graphics card that I have it's the first and only time in my life that I've ever had a good, like a, a legitimately good gaming PC. It's the only time in my whole life that I've had this. I've had some okay gaming PCs. I've had mostly very mediocre gaming PCs. Up until recently, I had a very mediocre gaming PC that I could really only use for indie games, I guess. Um... But holy cow, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. So now I have to play Minecraft. And I have to somehow work that into this whole conversation. And it's it's crazy. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to make time for it. I don't know if I want to start a realm. I don't know if I... I feel like I should almost stream this. Like I feel like I should stream how good this looks just to kind of show it to people. Because... I know not that many people out there have um, RTX graphics cards. So how many people are really out there? I'm sure there's a bunch of people, but I don't know. I could get in on that, you know. Um, I've definitely thought a lot lately about, you know, trying, maybe thinking about abandoning this podcast and just doing the YouTube thing because that's sort of where the viewers are at or that's where the audience is, is at for stuff like this, for folks like myself that seems to be where the action is. So I think I'm probably going to be looking into that. I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but I'm going to have to look into it. That is my last swig of decaf coffee for the evening, guys. And on that note, I am going to call it a night on this one. Um, yes, true. Quickly reiterate, Luigi's Mansion 3, fantastic potential game of the year. Death Stranding looks awesome. Maybe I'll impulse buy that one. I don't really know what's happening. And Minecraft Ray Tracing. That's another thing that caught me off guard. Had no idea that I was going to be making this podcast and talking about that, but here I am. Um, so that's it for this one, guys. You can hit me up on Twitter. It is at Road Noise Gaming. Um, as I've mentioned before, as I often mention, I don't really have listeners on this podcast right now, at least not to my uh, knowledge. So if anybody out there happens to find this, it would mean a lot to me if you reach out and hit me up with a tweet. It is at Road Noise Gaming on Twitter. It would mean a lot to hear from you guys. And that's about it for this one, guys. Take it easy. Peace.